Ignition sequence has started. This is Basics, the podcast that celebrates the intellectuals and makes science relatable. Hi, welcome back to Basic, where we celebrate the intellectuals and make trending technology and science relatable. My name is Aaron Harden, and today we're going to talk about artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is hot and trending, but its origins actually date back to the 1950s. In 1956, a Dartmouth professor theorized that if you can distill intelligence down to its basic principles, then you can have a machine simulate it. After 70 years, the theory of artificial intelligence now has the software and hardware that can bring it into existence. Now, AI can be broken down into three different categories, narrow intelligence, general intelligence, and super intelligence. Narrow intelligence is good at picking out cat videos or picking out a specific cat in a picture, whereas a general intelligence can pick out any image in any different type of media. Superintelligence isn't restricted to a certain type of media or a certain type of image. It can take any type of media and interact with those stimuli. Now, superintelligence is still largely theoretical. We are only just starting to see the starts of general intelligence, but they're way off in the future as of now. The underlying principles of machine learning and deep learning are shaping our world today. For clarification, machine learning is a principle of artificial intelligence. So like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle isn't a square, machine learning is artificial intelligence, but artificial intelligence isn't necessarily machine learning. There's another principle called deep learning that is rooted within machine learning, and its origins actually are older than artificial intelligence. In 1943, neurologist Warren McCulloch and mathematician Walter Pitts theorized you can have a network of mathematical equations that you can put data in one side and out the other side you get a potential solution. To further understand how this relates to what we're doing, you have to understand that there are two types of data sets. There is structured data and unstructured data. Structured data, much like the scientific method, puts your data in very distinguished categories. For programmers, this is often SQL. Unstructured data can be a group of text online or a blog post that puts the data in unpredictable manners. You have to get a method to clean that data to make it usable. Because we use structured data in the scientific community and in the healthcare industry, it's very easy to put these toolkits on that data. The first step is collecting the data. So you have to collect the data before you can start to make predictions. But it's easier if that data is in a nice structured format. So the way that we're using uh, this technology is we have equipment that generates all of this data for us. And we put machine learning algorithms on top of it and it starts churning through all of that data. Now, the key points that we're trying to search for is when will your equipment fail? When will you need to have it serviced? When does it need to be recalibrated? All of which right now is mostly guesswork 
or done on a rigid schedule, both of which are very inefficient. With the information that we gain from this equipment, we're able to do better than on-time repairs or on-time calibration. For those of you who don't own a laboratory or laboratory equipment or anything of that nature, you're still gonna benefit. So the pharmaceuticals and treatments that you get, the diagnostic procedures, all of these things, they all use this equipment. The reason why we think this is important is the cost for maintaining laboratories and the cost to bring new pharmaceuticals and treatments to market is increasing. In eight years, if someone doesn't address this problem, the pharmaceutical pipeline will shut down. The drugs you have in eight years, unless discovered by a nonprofit, is all that you're gonna get. The people don't get paid much more. It's largely due to the increased regulatory and maintenance expenses that goes into this equipment. These are some of the tools that we're using to innovate the innovators, and we wanted to share them with you. Next week, we're gonna talk about artificial intelligence. Is it our salvation or our doom? Make sure you join us.